Episode 134, why you might need to go on a goals detox. Welcome to How to Glow, where we get real about building the marriage of your dreams. I'm certified coach Kayla Levin, and I help married Jewish women go from surviving and overwhelmed to thriving and connected through practical tips, real life inspiration, and more than a little self-awareness along the way. Hi, friends. Okay, my voice is, I think even last week it was still kind of shaky. I've got so many amazing episodes outlined and like ready to go for you. And I had to wait all week last week waiting for my voice to come back because we're just catching all the bugs. We're like a very hospitable family for germs, apparently, like every virus that wants to come through. We're like, come on in. The whole family will welcome you with open arms. That's what's been happening in the Levin house. And it sounds to me like a lot of your homes as well. So I feel you. I'm there with you. We should all just have a refugialema very soon, but I'm just going to go ahead and get this recorded. So I apologize for the scratchy voice. I'm sure you can all handle that. And if you can't, then you can just skip on to the next episode. Okay. So I was going to actually record this one. I have a couple episodes I was going to do before this one, but it just kind of like is fun for me to put this out right around New Year's. Now, I know that we set all our goals here on the podcast, like, and, and in my programs and things, we really focus on using Elul and Tishrei as the time where we're doing that. However, there's so much conversation about New Year's resolutions and goals, and it's a new year, and even just writing 2022 on your checks, there still can kind of be that like in the air newness and all of that. So I feel like this might be a good time to record this. I also think this is great for me because right now I have this like massive list of things I'm so excited to do. And as often happens, you know, life is showing me that right now it's a lot more about like picking up sick kids from school, buying another, another 20 boxes of tissues, hydrating, getting to the doctor, all of the beautiful things about life, right? Which don't always go the way that we thought they would. I want to start by talking. So what's a goals detox? Okay. What the whole conversation here, why you might need to go on a goals detox. So I'm going to be making a case that in some situations, as much as you know, if you listen to the podcast, I love goals. I think goals really keep our brains in a super productive and intentional place. And I actually encourage you to have some kind of goal. It doesn't have to be like a smart goal. It doesn't have to be so specific, but some kind of intention or focus in every area of your life. Because if you have something constructive to be working towards, then that's what your brain is working on. Versus if you're just kind of like noticing, oh, how are things? And we just know with negativity bias, then we'll just notice what's not going well. So I really am a very big fan of goals. However, everything can be used against you. One of my old, old episodes is don't weaponize self-improvement. Very similar idea. Every tool can be used against yourself. Goals, very much so. And so there's certain situations in which I have been prescribing a goal detox to my clients. Okay. And this has actually come up like pretty frequently in coaching recently. And so I just feel like whenever that happens, it's a good idea to bring it over here too. So here are some of the symptoms of a person who might need a goals detox. And again, a detox, meaning we're taking goals and I'll tell you how to do it specifically, but the general idea is we're taking goals out of the picture for a little while and we'll reintroduce them later. Okay. So again, I'm going to explain to you, that's kind of a process for that, that I want to recommend. Um, but let's first talk about why you might want to do that. Like what you might be noticing that would indicate that you might need this particular prescription. Okay. You see, I've been spending too much time with the doctor. Okay. With all of my people. 
Number one is that you set goals a lot and you don't hit them. Okay. So you have a lot of goals. You're not hitting those goals. You're not accomplishing those according to those goals. And you might even sort of have this feel of like, you're kind of like shouting out goals to yourself throughout the day as you go like, oh, I'm going to just do all this today. Or like tomorrow's the day I'm going to start running or whatever the thing is like, it's kind of like this, like this narrative inside your head of like new things you're going to do. Symptom number two though, is that even as you're setting those goals, you know, you're not going to hit them. Right. So it's kind of this energy of like, you're shouting things out, but you're not actually even taking them so seriously, probably not even writing them down because even as you shout them out, immediately that other voice comes in and is like, no, 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 no. I'm going to list off a couple things here. You don't have to check every single box, right? But this is just going to give you a general idea of what it looks like when we're not using goals to our advantage. Comparing yourself a lot to other people and what other people have accomplished and how you think they're accomplishing it and what you think it looks like inside their brain and how you think they motivate themselves, all of that, that would be another sign that maybe we want to like re rejigger the whole goal thing for you. And here's a really big one that I, I love noticing this in people because I think it's so, this is like a, one of those places where coaching really shines is when someone says to me, like, I just want to get more motivated. Okay. So like, we're looking for motivation. We're looking for that. Like, where's, where is it almost as if it's like, maybe it's in my kidney. If I can find it, like, I'm just like looking around myself for the motivation. And until I find it, I don't know what to do. Like I'm stuck. Right. So that kind of energy of like, if I could just get myself motivated, then I could do it. Actually, what I would say is that I want you to just drop that goal. Um, before I continue, I'm going to make a couple distinctions. So number one, is that there's responsibilities and there's goals. Okay. So I'm not talking about responsibilities. I'm not talking about like, you know, actually picking up your kids from school at the end of the day, or like just doing the basic, you know, things that you do to be a functioning member of society and a decent human being. We're, we're not discussing responsibilities. Okay. That's like a different conversation. What we're talking about really is that energy of like, here's what I want to start doing. Here's the thing that I'm going to do. Here's my goal in the next six months, the next 12 months, this is what 2022 is going to look like, that type of energy. The problem is if you're sort of showing any of those symptoms is that you're wrapping up your worth with your behavior. Okay. So it's coming down to, I'm trying to accomplish X, Y, Z, because then I get to feel this way about myself. I want to feel like a functional person. I want to feel like a responsible person. I want to feel like a successful person. And so we set goals to try and chase that self-image. And I know that this is extremely counterintuitive. So I want to encourage you just to try it in a place that feels safe. Like, okay, fine. Maybe Kayla will be wrong, but in this area, I'm willing to try it because this goal is not like super, super important. Okay. So I want to just encourage you to try it, which is that the best way to achieve your goal is going to be to start by loving who you are right now and how you do things now. Okay. I am sure I've shared this before on the podcast, but I'll share it again, just because I think it's, it's very relevant. And you often tell me that it's helpful for me to bring them back in. So I had this experience with my home. Okay. With managing my home. I was like the creative disaster mess in my house growing up. Right. I remember my mother being like, she was so happy the day she realized she could just tell me that I could just close my door and then she'd never have to look at my room again. Right. Like I was not an organized kid getting married and managing a home. Like all of these things did not come naturally to me, which is why there's so many episodes, especially early on in this podcast uh, with 
tips and tricks. Cause I really had to learn it all as if I was learning a subject, right? Like I really had to just kind of study how to manage home and how to make it work with my brain. But what I was using for most of my marriage to fuel trying to be more responsible and stick to, again, stick to my goals, get the house organized, or always make sure the kitchen's clean before I go to bed or whatever the thing was that I was setting for myself. I was using shame and guilt to try to motivate myself to do it. Right. Cause under, and I, I don't know that I would have even admitted that to myself, but looking back, I can see that I had this picture of like together, people do it this way. Good people do it this way. If you're a mess, you do it like me, right? So like I had this very clear distinction and, and a value judgment on how the home is run. Now, this is the point at which when I'm talking to a client or talking to like talking to one of you guys, you go, okay, but I don't want to just stop caring. Like I do want the house to be clean. Okay, great. That's fine. I'm not saying we have to throw out the, the desire. What I'm saying is we throw out the self-worth piece, Okay. And sometimes if you just step back to like most of the cases where we're doing this, we're like, oh, right. That doesn't have to do with self-worth. Like, you know, oh, I want to, I want to be more successful in my business. Okay. But are there people that you, that you respect like really highly that maybe don't make a lot of money? They don't bring in that much monthly. Like, remember that that's not actually self-worth. Okay. Well, I really want to like lose some weight or I want to like be in really good health. I want to be able to run a 5k. Okay. That's fine. But there are also people very worthy of your respect that maybe don't have a regular exercise schedule. So just remembering it's not worth, it might be something you want to pursue and we're going to get back to it, but fueling yourself by confusing it with like, I need to do this so that I can be X, Y, Z type of person is actually going to make it harder because what you're doing is you're reiterating the self-image of somebody who can't do it, right? Because right now I don't have my act together if I made you know, another 10 K this year, then I didn't have my act together. Okay. So you're just telling yourself you don't have your act together. So what I ended up doing for myself with my home is I went on like a full detox. I was like, that's it. I'm not judging myself anymore. Everyone in the house is somehow getting fed and clothed. We're just going to be fine with it because this hasn't worked for years and years, trying to think that I would be a better person or I'd be more together. I could respect myself more. I could feel better about myself. That has not worked maybe little spurts and sputters, but like nothing sustainable. So we're just going to stop. This is my house. And I just did a lot of coaching on myself to get to a place of like, this is what I do. This is fine. I started to notice it's actually a lot better than I realized because when I looked at the whole picture, I was only focusing on the problems. I wasn't focusing on what was functional and what was working. And I noticed that it wasn't really bothering anybody else in the family, except every once in a while when like a shirt wasn't ironed. Right. So I was making it this huge, like self-image thing and it was so small. Right. So I just like swept the whole thing off the table. Like we are just not going to judge yourself. We're not judging anymore. We're not changing it. We are not trying to change it. That's a big piece. Right. I am not trying to change it anymore. And I stayed in that place for probably about a year. Not that you necessarily have to stay that long. That's how long I needed to. I had a lot of detoxing to do from all the shame and judgment I've been giving myself my whole life. And then what was so surprising for me is that on the other side of it, once I came to a place of like, hey, maybe this is just how I run my house. And you know what? We're all happy. And that's the most important thing. And I get to love me, even if I'm not the type of housemate, like homemaker that other women are, right? Even if I'm not up to the standard that I have in my head. 
once I was like, totally fine. This is who I am. And I love you, Kayla. And you get to be like this and we're not judging you anymore. And it just was like, I just accepted what was. Then what was so surprising was that I started looking around and I was like, oh, but I really like to wake up to a clean kitchen, (laughs) right? There was no more, like there was no doing it because it's the right thing to do because it's the functional thing to do. I just realized that it's really so much nicer for me when I use my like spray that smells so nice on the counters and the dishes are cleaned and put away. And in the morning while I'm having my coffee, I put everything away. I was like, oh my gosh, it's such a nice, warm, friendly feeling when that's what I wake up to. Oh, that's what I want to give myself in the mornings. And it started happening in all these other places. Oh wait, this, this area of my house isn't so organized or so functional or this, I don't have a good system here. I'd rather it'd be so much nicer to have a system over here. So everything, this is the funny part is that we get so scared of letting go of the judgment of ourselves because we don't want to lose the the goal, the ultimate goal. But the progress I made once I got rid of all the judgment was so much faster and so much more, um, so much more consistent and so much deeper, meaning instead of just like surface level trying to be functional, I was like actually creating systems and routines and all the things that I had always wanted to be doing. And I thought if I could just do the right system or do the right routine, it would be okay. But actually what I needed to do is just go on this detox and clear out the judgment. And the truth is that I think is is a very liberating way of looking at this is that we can only really be completely committed to so many things at a time. And we try to create commitment for something. Let's say someone who's trying to start a, 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 let's say a clean eating routine, right? But in the meantime, she's got 10 other things on her plate and she's beating herself up that she's not really committed to eating clean. And she's trying to find the commitment and she's trying to find the motivation. And she's like, what is wrong with me? Why am I not doing it? And what I think is such an, uh, such a more effective way of approaching this, especially for those of us who just have a lot of things that we are managing in our lives is to say, Hey, let's look at all the things I am committed to. Let's look at all the things that I make sure happen, right? Like someone will be beating herself up on like the way she brings in Shabbos or the things she has ready for Shabbos. And I'm like, Hey, do you always keep Shabbos? Yeah. Pretty amazing. (laughs) Right. Like at the end of the day, you're committed to that. That's a, there's a ton of things. If you go looking in your life that you are committed to making sure happen. And when we like beat ourselves up for all the things that we think we should be committed to that we're not committing to. So again, we're reinforcing that belief that we're a person who like lacks commitment. And it's just not true. Every time I talk to one of you, it's so clear. There are tons of things that you're committed to. You're just pretending that something is a commitment and it's not. And a commitment means if I need to call the babysitter and have someone else pick up the kids from school, I'll get that run in no matter what, right? A commitment means it's 10 o'clock at night and I'm falling apart and I'm so, and a commitment means it's 11 o'clock at night and I'm falling apart and all I want to do is go to bed. I will go for that run because I always get my run in every day. That's what a commitment is. Is this a commitment? Maybe it's not. Managing my home like making sure, let's just use example of dishes, making sure the dishes are clean before I go to bed. It's not a commitment for me. I have other things I'm committed to that to me are more important. I really like it when the dishes are done. So when they are, it's like, I have so much reward from that and it's such a treat for me. But 
I'm not going to call it a commitment because that's like, it's like, it's not nice to myself. Because when I call all these things, things, oh, I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to commit to this. And then I'm not doing it. Then I'm creating this image of myself that I'm not a committed person. And I want you to consider is that maybe this isn't a top priority and that's okay. What I want you to consider is not to be committed, but to be interested. I want you to have an interest list instead of a goal list or a to-do list. Unless your to-do list is like running and you don't really care if you don't finish it on a day-to-day basis. It's like, it's like for the week or just like a ongoing, whatever. But instead of like creating like, this is what we'll get done today and trying to create that kind of like very driven energy, I want you to be like, hey, I, I know that these main things are gonna get done today. And also here are my interests. And I don't mean I'll do it when I'm interested. I just mean, like I, I'm, I would like to get the kitchen, the dishes done in the morning. I would like to have exercise. I've actually dropped commitment for exercise for myself. And I exercise more now than I have in years, really multiple times a week. And I don't consider it a commitment. If I don't make, if it doesn't happen, if one of my kids is homesick and I just can't work it out, or I'm not feeling well, or I have an appointment at the same time, just don't. And it's not a problem. And it's so much easier for me to just get back right into it because it's something that I like to do. My relationship with it is completely positive. So when you separate out the idea of your goals to your interests, right? Um, what you're gonna do is you're basically gonna stop trash talking yourself, right? <laughs> you're gonna stop holding these things over your head as a sign that you don't quite have it together. Or you're not doing it right. So I wanna encourage you, there's a goal that you're considering right now I want you to consider if you can make it an interest. And if it's something that you really are feeling like you have like a negative relationship with, like, I'm just really bad at this, or I really should have it together, or that phrase, it's not functional. Like if any of that kind of thinking is coming up for you around any area of your life, I would even encourage you before you even put it on the interest list to just be with what is and get to a place of acceptance with where you are now. And it really isn't that complicated. Meaning, yes, of course you can come get coaching for that. And I'd be happy to help you with that. But at the end of the day, basically what you need to be doing is catching your brain when it's starting to make it a whole story about how you're not good enough. And just notice all the things that you already do, all the things you're already committed to, the things you do deeply care about and how you're always following through on those things. Right. And again, that is just that experiment of like looking and saying, okay, is there such thing as a person who doesn't maintain a perfectly spotless home who's worthy of my respect? If you don't know the answer is Henny Machlis, go read her book, <laughs> read the biography right now. Right. Like that was such a great example of somebody who that was not her strong suit. And yet we have so much reason to respect her. Right. And I'm sure she's only one of many, many, many examples. So whatever your area is, right. That you're wanting to, to build a goal, check with yourself. What's my energy here? Am I like trying to go find this very intense type of commitment and focus and whatever, or is this exciting for me? Does this goal light me up? Does it fire me up? Does that mean that I, every time that I have to do something in pursuit of my goal, I have to be excited? No, sometimes you do something for your goal and you're not in the mood, but overall, am I using this goal to sort of try and fix myself or am I using my goal because I love myself and Hey, wouldn't it be fun if we did this too, right? That's the energy I really want to encourage you guys to move into so much of the time. What I find 
is that the heaviness that we bring to personal development is the, is the thing that's holding us back the most, right? It's not in my nature to always be like more peppy and optimistic and lighthearted. It is intentional because that's what works better. Right? Trust me, I tried the other way for a long time. It's more functional to get to a place. And so it's, for me, that was important. Look, for some of you, you just be like, oh, if I could just love myself, like I deserve love and I'm worthy of love. And yes, that's all true. For those of you who need a little bit more of a kick behind your self-improvement, then I just want to let you know that it's going to work better. <laughs> so not only is it, yes, the way you should be treating yourself anyway, it will also help you get there faster. If you drop the judgment, you find a place of self-acceptance, and then you find a place where these goals are there because why not? so much better to have a goal, but you're completely worthy and wonderful with or without before or after. Okay, my friends, I'll see you back here next week. I hope, please God, with a normal voice. In the meantime, be well. Okay, bye-bye.